0: I haven't seen you since the play Oh, for the best, expect the worst. Some brings your some die of thirst. That was splendid, that he died the day he planned to go and spend it shouting. Live for your alive no one will survive. Life is sorrow here today and gone tomorrow. Live for your life, no one will survive. There's no guarantee. Of-
1: Half man last night. Yeah! This is the first so video game either. I have literally ever finished. Like,
2: is is Batman Arkham Asylum in the year of our Lord 2021? <laughs> it bangs so hard. <laughs> it, ba- it still bangs, yeah. though, right? <laughs>
1: it bangs so hard. Whips. I literally, immediately after, I was like, and I'm downloading the sequel.
3: Oh, oh yeah. 100%. I'm super excited because you're going to get to be able to see... Arkham Asylum, and then how it evolved into Arkham City, and then how it evolved into Arkham Knight. We're- and then you're going to see how, like, six years later, Spider-Man just took all of the good stuff and made it in <laughs> Spider-Man. Right.
1: And you're going to be able to do all those things in the next, like, six months instead of over a decade. And that's... It's so wild. Like, literally watching it, like, while I'm, like, as I'm, like, getting more adept at, like, using the controls, and I'm, like, shooting the the bat claw. The fucking the grappling hook, and I'm like swinging between gargoyles and realizing that I can change my, my angle of perspective while I'm swinging so that I know where I'm looking when I land. And like, I you're was a like, pro game? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you've <laughs> learned <laughs> all the tips and tricks. I literally was like, oh my god, this is fucking Spider Man. <laughs> like, yeah, I want This is so sick. I also saw apparently Injustice 2 is like a really good game, according to some folks.
2: Yeah, it's a it's, it's like, like a Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat yeah, exactly. Style. Um,
1: it's a it's, combat style.
2: Yeah, it's like a it's yeah, just it's like just a fighting, fighting game. Let's, let's so you fight don't fight do any me. like traversal, yeah. but you're just like I'm Nightwing, yeah. and I'm gonna beat the shit out of Flash for reasons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 'cause it, the way that the video shows up for Injustice 2 is like it shows like all these like scenes and like yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Ooh, that looks is there a story or is it just yeah, like Yeah, yeah.
2: There's there's like a story. It's like a in the first Injustice um Superman kills the Joker for Reasons And Superman becomes like an uber fascist and then Batman leads the like resistance against him. And then in the sequel, guess what? Our two forces have to unite against an even bigger bad guy. <laughs> it's the first time a sequel has done that um And um and yeah, you'll watch all these like articulated cutscenes where like they're having like Justice League like roundtable meetings as like the defense force against Brainiac, and then it'll be like, "I need to fight you," and it cuts to 2D, and they just go like, oh, I I just side,
1: just, side by side, it's
2: literally Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's literally Mortal Kombat. They're like, "Oh, oh exactly. they're like the company that made Mortal
3: Kombat." Oh, okay. exactly. I, exactly. Yeah. There's
1: one thing I remember growing up and like watching other folks play video games right the little amounts that i would play video games it would be if any i i was with a group of folks and they started playing mortal Kombat and i was literally just like i hate this like i hate this <laughs> like i i was like so you're telling me you two just i like, don't like pick it. characters beat the shit out of each other and like r- like i saw someone rip a body in half and i yeah. went i'm gonna go because i was like why yeah. <laughs> what that's a
3: combat thing specifically. Yeah, they love that. But yeah, I don't like. I don't like fighting games
1: for that same reason. I need
3: my games to like not challenge me. I'm not gonna say I'm a one of those people. You're elite, but like a I want gamer. my games to be more than one thing. And exactly. fighting games feel like
1: they're very, very singular. I first I, I had games this break out of that, but there's... sure. But, I mean, like, I, I had can't that get association with video games that they were just that, right? Like, the the only time I saw people playing video games were either, like, those kind of video games or um, not even story mode versions of just, like, I'm crawling around a warehouse with a gun and oh, I shoot yeah, yeah, these yeah. things. Oh, Metal and, Gear. You saw a lot of Metal Gear.
2: Okay. Metal, well, <laughs> I, Metal Gear, metal uh, Tom up. Clancy, Call of Duty, what, like, like, whatever. Like, it's, Call of
1: Duty, <laughs> Halo, like, all of that stuff. I remember watching it, true. and yeah. not inside of any story mode. even. And I just remember being like, is, is this the whole fucking game? Like, because mm-hmm. I suck at those. I suck at point-and-shoot. I can't do it. Maybe I would get better if I tried, but I also don't find it appealing. And then finishing Batman, like, going through Arkham Asylum, I was like this is what video games can be?
3: Yeah. I was like, the only point whoa. I would suggest to you is Portal 1 and 2.
1: I I think absolutely I was literally, love those. I'm obsessed with
3: I Portal. They're not on PlayStation. They need to be on Steam. Uh, you can get the Orange Box on PlayStation, I think. And that's Portal 1 and 2 in the same. No, Orange Box was Xbox exclusive, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. No way to play Portal on, on PlayStation. I was looking into it. Unless oh. I missed it
3: but like you know I think you might be right because I think the Half-Life I'm sorry Valve made a thing called the Orange Box that had like Half-Life 2 and then Half-Life 2 Episode 1 Half-Life 2 Episode 2 and Team Fortress 2 and Portal 1 and 2 and I used to tell my friends to get it on PlayStation and it didn't exist so I don't think that
1: those games are on PlayStation at all so no, I, I don't think they are. No, it's all good, but it's those are definitely <laughs> games. Like you're spot on. Those are game, Those are the kind of games that I want to play. Those are the it's very that's
3: the only first-person shooter I would tell you to give us. Well, that's not entirely true. There,
2: there are first-person
3: that, are that I
2: think Bioshock well, well, um, I would Bioshock recommend. Is one
3: that I've interested yeah, in. Bioshocks,
2: yeah, BioShock, sure. sure. the BioShocks. Um, I think the, would be, Dishonored,
3: Dishonored as a as a sequel.
2: Yeah, Dishonored could be cool um i was it was the one i was just thinking oh outer worlds it's like um an anti-capitalist
1: space comedy let me write that down that's exactly exactly
3: what is it called outer worlds one of the best one of the best companion characters in outer worlds is an asexual space engineer yeah and they fucking rock
1: (laughs) I yeah, love that, so.
2: you can teach like a super religious dude that his God doesn't exist. There's a lot like going on here. Um, oh, big fan
1: of that. Yeah, sure. very, very I, fun. I, I think you,
2: I think you'd, I think you'd the, get a kick out of that game.
1: I think like the yeah. first three, I, maybe there are only three. The Uncharted games are on PlayStation now.
2: There are four, There's four? and a half. There's four. Uh, There's four. Yeah, there are four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Uh, it's a but half. Uh, it's like, like a they made sm- a game
3: that's like Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game that just came out that was actually dlc initially but they liked making it and like they were doing with it enough that they made it a standalone half price
0: what is
1: dlc
3: downloadable Downloadable content content. so like if Uh you were playing a game that just came out today there's a Uh good chance that in about six to eight months they would release more story to it and it would be dlc so you buy the like Uh outside the box DLC and that would mean that you get the story that you had before plus this extra couple of quests for 20 bucks.
2: So they basically made instead of like the uncharted games that are like, most of them are like 20 hours. You know, if you like look for little collectibles, the, the half game, uh, which doesn't star the main character, it stars two like supporting characters. Um, an an Indian woman and a and a black woman. Um, and it's like ten hours as opposed to twenty, but it's still gotcha. like its own little story. It's it's uh, it's and good. Miles you'll, Morales you'll like is also turns.
1: one of those short. Yeah, you you'd yeah, want to play the original.
2: Got
3: super excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd want to play like everyone the got super regular super excited about Spider-Man Miles first. and I got really. I think Kevin and I just started talking at the same time twice in twice a row. Twice in a row. Duh! Yeah, we both – we both
2: uh, it was a Canadian uh, standoff, and we let the other one go, oh, and then and then oh, we – oh, it's, a, it's oh, a stop sign all over. Oh, oh, hey, oh, yo, you go oh. – oh,
3: no, you – no. <laughs> oh. That's a bummer. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not – it's actually not. I said that, but it's not because, to be completely honest, I didn't finish Spider-Man because at, like, the 25, 30-hour mark, I was like, there's too much of this. I don't want to do all this. Like, take it, ugh. And then I haven't gone back. And so like a 10-hour Spider-Man experience, thats like, forget all this extra
1: shit. Here's just a story. Sounds dope. The problem is I would have mm -hmm. much preferred what? No, I was just reflecting. I'm like, how many hours is Arkham Asylum supposed supposed to be?
0: Probably about what you did. I don't mean
1: that 20
3: hours or 30 hours or 40 hours is on its own too much i think that if you give me a game that takes me 40 hours to beat because you fill the world with nonsense and it's like not distractible nonsense you're like i'm gonna go over here and you're like oh what's that but like just so much stuff happening and a lot of it like pulling you not like enticing you actually pulling you then like that gets really tiresome And you get tired of going from point A to point B because there's so much shit going on. You don't want to just ignore it. And I felt like Spider-Man got like that towards the end because no not intending to spoil anything. By the end of that game, New York City is basically at war with like three different factions.
2: It's like, like, huh, the private military company turned out to be the bad guys. What the <laughs> And then you play Miles Morales you and you're like this. you're like the oil company with its own private army turned out to be the bad guys? I I for yeah. one am agog. Who could have who could have foreseen
1: this? <laughs> who could have foreseen such an unexpected outcome?
2: Yeah. Uh well, the it, the stories I'm, in those I'm games are fine, but you it. play to be Spoderman. Yeah. You you play cuz yeah. being Spoderman yeah. is yeah. very fun. Spider-Man they Spider-Man. do little Spider-Man. character stuff fine, but I'm like, "Oh, huh, my mentor is Doctor Otto Octavius. I bet he will continue to be a regular man for the whole game. He will. <laughs> he will continue to be my mentor and nothing else for the whole. That, game. that, that was definitely
1: one of the exciting things about playing Arkham Island Was it was like here's the deal. Like, it's the functionally. It's like we assume you know who these people are. Exactly. And if you don't, yeah, like, so there's gonna be like stuff that informs you as you go through it. Like, but not in the game. It's literally like, but uh, yeah, there's files it doesn't even in inform them, you like, in the 40. ways
3: that like. Yeah, it doesn't even inform you in the ways the game is, like, try to let you know in case you didn't already know. Like, there's no part of that game that's like, if you're playing this, you don't know who Batman is.
1: Like, it, it's, it's like, it's like new, a if you don't know now, who Batman is, like, what are you know? fucking doing? Like, right. exactly Like, everyone it, it does, knows the, the points on on the game.
2: of Batman, right? And it's like, yeah. you know, there are other Batman games that I like, like these good, like, story-based games that came out uh, that I think are compelling, but that game... Uh, has this little hitch where you're like, ah, yes, my best friend Harvey Dent, a <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> what will happen to Harvey Dent over the course of our story? Wait, which um, game is this? They're they're the uh, oh, uh, Batman Telltale? Telltale games, uh, yeah. and they're like they're like very little gameplay. You basically just select how the story plays out. With like some uh, more minor point-and-click gameplay elements, and they're quite good, mm. but they do have this like stumbling block where you're like, huh, oh, I just met this interesting character with a white face and green hair who wants to be my friend." <laughs> well, should get in with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the
0: going um,
2: They're they're good games, uh, they're but so they super... you, you do suffer from like knowing what happens in Batman stories. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's why the Arkham games are so great. It's because they're just like, oh. nope. Everyone's already everybody. It was we're just not like... introduced to really anybody new here. We're just going to... Killer Croc I'm... is a
2: big oh, crocodile. A... You know how
1: this goes. Oh, Killer Croc <laughs> right.
0: is it's... so great. I, the other thing that's so wild... Like 10 feet
1: tall. It's, it's so huge. huge. It's oh, man. so good. I mean, it's also so just good. the dynamic of that game where they're like, all right, now walk as slowly as possible. And it's just like... Like what a clever thing <laughs> yeah, to do! They were like, "All right, well, <laughs> instead of running this whole time, just walk really quietly, in silence, fearing for your life." And it's just pure, just like stress and anxiety, and it's this really cool tension. And it's just like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, it was, it was th- that was such a new experience for me because, like, oh, Jace, oh, Jace, keep playing them; they're so good. Yeah, I just, get better. The, the Arkham um, ones.
2: Yeah, they oh, yeah. they definitely the like do get what you better. want. Yeah, they do what you want a sequel to Arkham do, City. where they like they take what worked in the first one, they blow it out, they add some stuff, they refine what's already there. Arkham City, I, like, like again, the
1: story I, like, is like the first three. Si- whatever, realizing, realizing that the sequel had fucking Two Face, Catwoman, Yep, Penguin. I was like, yo, this is wild because I remember. I mean, Batman is what got me. Hugo
3: Strange.
1: Yeah. yeah, Hugo Strange, who's not one I'm super familiar with. I keep uh, remembering, but like, literally uh, anyway. Uh, the first, literally, Arkham Asylum, like, you're going through it, and I'm like, they effectively pulled together a really great Batman story. Like, a, an exceptionally good Batman story, using several of the big bads, um, and in an effective way. Like, none of them felt like they didn't belong in the story, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like, let's just throw another bad guy in because of that. It was like, Everything worked. Well, yeah, and the, and way, it's great because it's Batman locked in like a prison,
3: literally locked in the prison he locks all of his enemies in. Yeah, <laughs> so you're it's like, just all right, bud. Uh, these are all people that you've ah, been here. the perfect concept He's... for a
2: Batman game. They did it. Literally,
3: <laughs> they nailed it. <laughs> Good
2: and, then, job and, gang.
1: and then, and then I was like, damn, like this is like so many of the big ones, and then to see that the sequel is just like, hey, we forgot a few, so like. <laughs> Here they are. We couldn't afford like... to
2: design these guys. So, uh, so here we designed Deadshot this time. Don't worry. Uh, Harley Quinn, we've changed her outfit. Don't worry. Uh, like it's it's very I'm it's
1: curious wicked. about Joker. They, I haven't met him yet. I started like the first couple minutes of the sequel. And, like, it's uh, uh, like.
3: Arkham City Joker is my
2: favorite Joker. He's a pretty cool dude. Did you get t- to play as a uh, I'll
1: let you know. I've okay. gotten to the point where um joker tried to shoot uh selena cool selena kyle and then uh, i have just i and then i find out that uh, harley quinn is in that building that that shot came from and i just walked into that building and then i had to go so i don't know (laughs) anything inside the building that has the sniper in it um
0: Thank you.
1: I, mean, I, I definitely like it. The thing it did the thing where it was like, oh, Joker is a character, and then you look to his character thing and it's just like outline. It's like you don't actually see what he looks like. It's just like that, which was it, which was like, I'm like, why are they doing that? Mm, why What's, are they
2: hiding him from me? Why are they
1: hiding him? We know what the we know what Joker looks like. What is this? Yeah, I saw like, him at the end
2: of the last game. He looks like a clown. I don't hope. know what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
3: And then the last game was gonna completely change all of that stuff for Origins. the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, oh, what oh, is shit, it called? before? Origins Arkham is Knight in there. Is the okay, so there's three. There's three games made by one studio: Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. That is the trilogy. In between Arkham City and Arkham Knight was Arkham Origins, which was made by a different studio under the same publisher. It is not a bad game. But I like it. It's not
2: one of the trilogy. It's games. I that is. Um, it's a game I like just because it's very refined. It's like okay, it's Christmas yeah. Eve and Batman has like eight assassins that are out to kill him, and one by one you eliminate the assassins, and it's like oh, this game. Came and it's out. like
3: his like first month on the job or some shit. Exactly, too. like it's exactly. early Batman.
2: Um, so yeah. I all four are definitely worth playing. I think. Uh, but origins is a, of course, a flashback. It is the <coughs> origins of uh, of how this all goes down. Um, and uh, it's it, they're they're quite good. They're quite good. I enjoy them. It's
1: the wait, the third one is
2: is is nice. the, the third one that came, came. out was origins. Return
1: uh, to Arkham on Xbox.
2: So
3: Return this? to Arkham is like a combo pack.
1: It's like yeah. a trilogy
3: so
2: you already have everything that's in return to arkham
1: gotcha yeah it's
3: it's a
2: little I confusing
1: a third one. i haven't a, seen arkham knights anywhere
3: it's on there so if you got return i think return to arkham is it's
2: just the first two
1: return it's to arkham just is just two. the first yeah.
2: two arkham knight yeah. it's with a k so like right? like
1: dark like dark whoa. whoa okay yeah i know see.
2: really really throwing you for a loop there
1: <laughs> oh my god, I can get it for ten bucks.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because it came out like five years ago. That's Jace, this is what I've been advocating for so long. Is that everyone should wait like four <laughs> years after a console comes out. Because then you can get it for cheap and there is hundreds of games to play for a third of what they used to cost it's a great I'm really way excited
1: to be. about how i managed to pull off literally just like it's 2021 i finally got a playstation 4 and now i'm just like catching up on everything that i didn't know i was missing i was All you years, but yeah. two years I, ago i think you so have I two you. pretty good sages i'm also yeah. very excited about this as well yes yeah, just like the people that i can look i'm like oh these are people that like understand deeply like nerd yeah. culture Video game culture, comic book culture, all of those like sci fi fantasy culture. I okay, speaking of which, right? This is a show about Witcher. We're gonna talk about Witcher at some point. <laughs> this is Watching advanced. The two Witcher episodes studies. that we're talking about today, <laughs> literally, I was like, Oh, I need to play this game.
2: 100%. Hondo <laughs> P. Uh Fun
3: fact, because of this show, this game reached its highest concurrent player count ever. Like five years after it came um, you know, out,
2: yeah,
3: exactly. Five years after it came out, the most people um, of all time. Were one playing. thing about Batman before we leave, please <laughs>
0: give me more. Um,
3: did you play with fear at all while you were doing the stealth parts? Like, did in the you, first did, you, one? did you? Did yes? Did you act like Batman was toying with the bad guys?
1: Oh, did I, like, like blow up a wall that wasn't near me to freak them out and then, like, get them? Yeah. yeah sometimes. I would sometimes try and get them because I knew I could keep catch their heart rate and I would be like, oh, okay, these guys are terrified now. And I, so, it freaked okay. me out at one so, point because at some point, it's like pe- they start, like, firing off at nothing. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I was like, oh, are they shooting? And then I was like, oh, they're not shooting at me. And I was they're like, scared. oh, they They're scared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're scared so, of the bandit.
3: with that because... I think the, like, scare tactics that Batman can pull off get better with each game, too. But, like, one of my favorite memories in Batman games is in Arkham City. And I don't remember where specifically. But it was just I had played Arkham Knight like you just before and gone right to Arkham City. So or I was, Arkham like, Asylum. In my groove. Or, sorry, Arkham. I played Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. right in Arkham City mm-hmm. and I was in my groove. And I remember, like, spray painting a wall. And then, like, knocking a guy out and blowing up a wall so everybody turned around and started backing away from it. And then backed under the gargoyle where a guy was hanging and throwing a battering and cutting him down so he landed next to his friends. And then, then, like, scattering because that's terrifying. And, like, getting an achievement because I left one guy. And he was, like, walking, bent over, hunched, like, terrified. And I walked behind him. Until he turned around and saw me and he like fell over backwards off the edge of a ledge and locked himself out. and I got an achievement for like getting a guy to scare himself unconscious. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> so,
3: like, you can absolutely That's so be, sick like, You can absolutely be a dark menace as Batman in those games. That's very so, I mean,
1: I got excited when I was going against the poison Ivy boss, which very cool, very cool. And realizing yeah. that if I beat up one of the little the little rogue dudes while he's up against what's seemingly the edge, if I get like a nice three combo and they're right there, I can kick them off, and oh, I don't yeah. need to worry about doing a whole thing. They can just like be gone. And I was like, oh, sick! <laughs>
3: well, Batman doesn't kill anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, literally, I was I was playing with my roommate, and <laughs> there's the there's like takedowns that you could do, and it just goes. They punch down. And you just you see him like move his arm, and you hear. <laughs> And it's like, there's no way he didn't just fucking murder that guy. There's no way. Oh, like, dude, there's, there
2: was uh, a. <laughs> it's was, the greatest lie these uh, fucking superhero <laughs> games tell is that Batman and Spider Man are not killing 37 people every half hour. It's so. In yeah, Spider Man, you were yeah. kicking dudes off of buildings. But he's like, no, 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 they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Wait, wait. I, I to, know they them? like. Okay. They the the little web shoots out from them and they attach to a building like i know how it yeah. works but it Wait, like what happens
1: so, so in spider-man Spider-Man, play someone... spider-man is what yeah. this is right yeah i, need oh, to I mean play... of course yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no you need to play spider-man it's a yeah. uh caleb uh, was wrong it's a great game all the way through uh no it does get a little uh tiresome <laughs> if you try to play it like all <laughs> the way me. through because there's just so much going on and again by the is time you just, get just, yeah.
1: the one game which is spider-man there's just spider-man and then it has
2: Uh, some bonus story packs as well the dlcs that you have learned about here uh and then they made a miles morales thing that they sold uh separately which is also and
1: miles morales was part is part of that universe yep yep gotcha yep miles Uh, morales literally starts with
3: peter parker saying
1: i gotta go on vacation (laughs) you're spider-man
3: now (laughs) bye (laughs) yeah that's very good um i was gonna say something i forgot but yeah, it's oh, the Spider-Man game, Jace, Jace there's a very <laughs> funny gameplay like walkthrough you can watch, where like a like a trauma doctor watches the developers play Arkham Knight, and while Batman's beating the shit out of people, the trauma doctor's like that person with that cranial trauma laying in the street until morning is dead. Yeah. That person. Hit that way and with those bones broken would never walk again or eat with their own jaw. That put, yeah, and like just right. goes through and talks about how Batman's irre- irreversibly ruining lives. He's like the whole night. He's, very he's
2: murdering people in Spider-Man where you're like ripping car doors off and like hitting dudes with it. And the game is like they're unconscious. He, they're unconscious.
1: He, he literally but... takes a tricked-out Joker monster puts explosive gel on his fist and then blows it up on his face.
0: Yeah.
2: There's but he's fine. No way.
1: He's fine. He's fine. He's okay. I he, am I am curious don't tell me this. I'm uh, just, I just need to get this off of my chest. Do not spoil this for me. Um but it just at the end there's the, the classic bit uh, with any horror type thing ever is of course like at the end you see like the hand pops out of the graveyard. They're still alive ones. and they did that with um Scarecrow, and so I'm really curious to see myself mm. if Scarecrow is going to show up in this one or maybe a later one, or if they just did that yeah. for just a, a cheap bit at the end. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm just hoping that the game it's something. He plays with I- you
3: a lot in that way. Um, well, my favorite thing about Scarecrow is that when he shows up, the game crashes or looks like it's crashing, and like. That first thing is making people be afraid and like a gamer's fear is their game crashing. Right. So when when the game looks like it's crashing, it's Scarecrow fucking with you. It was one of those things. I know.
1: I literally, it was, I was a little bummed because I had found out maybe a few hours before it happened (laughs) that it was going to happen. It's totally okay. I
0: had no idea. It's totally
1: fine. But I literally was watching it and I was like, oh, oh, that's very cool. But the thing that got me – oh, thank you for saying that because the question I had was um, literally Joker holds the the gun to your face and then fires it at you and kills you, right? Uh Um, And and I have it so that when that happens, it will give you like a little hint. It will be like – don't, you know, avoid this for doing this. And it said... Don't get
2: shot, uh, Batman.
1: <laughs> and uh, when that one happened, it said, use the, left, uh, use the left toggle to dodge Joker's bullet. And I was like, oh, okay, got it this time. I don't know why I was supposed to know that. And then I click retry, and I'm in a completely different area. And... I re- and it was one of those moments where I realized in that moment that they had the, the pro the the people that made the game used their already programmed Joker being like I fucking beat you in a yeah. meta context yep. and I was oh, like, yeah. whoa, like, they
3: this
2: fucking, is fucking got you, funny. dog. They fucking got oh, you. Man.
1: It was so good, dude. Oh my it god. So oh my Wait god.
3: until wait until you get the Bat Tank, <laughs>
1: Bat. Is this in the, two or three? In
2: the third one, you get to drive around in, in a little beep-beep car. Beep-beep.
1: I was yeah, wondering the if there was going to be you a get challenge get where I, like, drive something or fly something. Um, I'm really stoked about this new ability in this second one to glide off of a building and then shoot and, nope. like, pull myself onto, like, a car. Like, it's it's pretty freaking right. now, you're, in, I'm now you're doing oh, Escape yeah.
2: from New York, so you just got this, like, whole city to yourself, and you just go, like, wee
1: wee Yeah. Wee! <laughs> wee! i
3: it's amazing. It's
2: it's
1: very. Ken, is it the second
3: game that lets you dive bomb and then regain altitude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Arkham?
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. No, you, you can, can do like, that second. You can like dive down and then pull back up, and he catches air and can get we can get more yeah. speed
1: than you can I fly I can further. fly up.
2: Yeah, here's how I yeah, know so uh you that you can do that.
3: Yeah. Uh oh. Okay.
2: Here's So I know that you can do that in Arkham City cuz I haven't played Arkham Knight. So that's how I know. <laughs> Is that that's uh, okay, game. Yeah. I haven't played that one yet. Maybe Jason oh, and I will play that, that at the same line
1: time. Line <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fun. We'll, be, we'll play at the same we'll time. We'll be buddies. We'll, we'll, we'll trade
2: notes. <laughs> <laughs> trade notes. Hey, did you see? You see that if you punch this guy, he falls down? Did you see? <laughs> trade up no, tips.
3: you don't. Oh, man. Y'all y'all have no idea like uh, to have both of y'all play Arkham Knight at the same time. So that I can be part of y'all talk that game fucks with your head so much. The third one. The third one. Like, yes, one and two fuck with your head. The third one's like on Fight Club slash like Inception level. What the fuck is actually happening in this game?
1: Dude. And it's very, 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 very good. I'm so stoked to get to it. I'm so very excited. I don't know how many hours of gameplay. Oh, we will. We will definitely play together. I don't know how many hours uh, Ark, uh, Arkham City is, but if the, 20 to 30. Yeah. if the speed at which I went through Asylum is any indicator, I'll, I'm going to blow through this game. You just I'm let very... me
2: know when it's time for me to download uh, Arkham Knight, and I will download Arkham Knight. I will be like, it is time. <laughs>
1: it's time let's go it's so wild because if you like, don't send like... the
3: gif of the bat signal turning on i will find oh. where you live and punch you in the face <laughs> oh that's pretty good that's pretty good
2: all right but in the in the in the facebook group chat like moratorium on bat signals we cannot bat signal
1: until uh it is, until time. It is time
0: until it is time the
1: the moment that i beat arkham arkham city i'm just instead of being like, I beat it, I'm going to just send a bat signal. And I'm going to be like, <laughs>
2: all right, let me clear up some space on my PS4. All Let me, all right, what game can I get rid of? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, yeah, fucking yeah. dope. Uh, this is, of course, Advanced Witcher Studies, uh, a podcast where we watch <laughs> uh, the Netflix original series, The Witcher, two episodes at a time uh and that's it (laughs) that's all you get get. sorry uh i am one of your hosts uh tv's kevin lanigan and i am the guy that works at the witch school that makes you hot i am the guy (laughs) at witch school the fashion designer for your fucking body who like makes witches hot the (laughs) greatest I love this dude. I want to know everything about this That's guy. That's
0: such
1: a fun subplot of that to be. I like, love it. It's like, oh wow, it's it's a very cool this that was Tom cool Petty
2: looking dude who's like, all right, I know exactly how I'm gonna make you hot. <laughs> it's so good.
1: Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Jace. I use they them pronouns, and um, yeah, I am that I am that. What is that? That monster called? I don't know. The I am a Striga that hopefully uh would be friends with um. The Witcher, because because I'm a little cryptid. Ooh wee, that's me. Hi. I'm
2: a little scary know. princess. I'm a
1: little scary princess. <laughs> I'm a scary monster princess.
3: <laughs> Whoopsie. I was like, like, for a second, I was like, what cryptid says ooh wee?
0: Ooh And then I
3: realized, <laughs> no, never mind. Um, <laughs> Mr.
2: Poopy Butthole, the ultimate
3: cryptid. <laughs> the Jersey Devil <laughs> himself. No. I don't know if y'all would know who Booby Butthole was, and I didn't want to get into that this I've, I've seen all There's of Rick and Ruby Morty. Butthole?
2: I know about Rick and his little son,
3: Morty. Rick and Morty? All right. All right, but you understand my This is a Harmon and like, Jason yeah, show. Hey, we know. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. I'm the <laughs> third. I'm Caleb, the daddy host, the third one. I'm this podcast's dark elf.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: Uh like for that. that. was so fun. <laughs> okay. Uh for everyone at home, Caleb can say that. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. for everyone at home, Kevin and I cannot. I cannot.
2: No no no. <laughs> uh, but uh alright. Let's uh he says jump right into it 30 minutes after pressing record. Uh, but let's jump right into it. Uh, so season one, episode three. Betrayer Moon, uh, Mm -hmm. written by Alex Garcia Lopez, or no, directed by Alex Garcia Lopez, written by Bo DiMeo. Uh, In this episode, uh, Geralt is uh, recruited uh, to uh, handle a Striga, uh, who turns out to be uh, a transformed princess uh, through a very long incest jealousy based. A series of it's... uh betrayals and backdoor crossings. Uh fun fact this is the first uh Witcher story published. This was the first one that they uh put out. Um and there are there are some changes made in like adapting it from short story to TV show, but all the changes they make make perfect sense when you like in the process of adapting something to a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, Triss is not in the short story, but They're like, no, Triss should be here, so Geralt has someone to talk to, and it might as well be an important character to the Witcher lore. So, like, fuck it, yeah.
1: Does Triss come back later?
2: Yeah, she's in the Lodge of Sorceresses. I think she's, like, graduated. You, we've, we've,
1: uh, I think... It's, timelines are wild. These episodes are finally where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get a sense of what the timelines actually are. Like, this is where Mm -hmm. it's... It's like, oh, okay. I'm putting it together. This is happening here. This is happening here. This episode has a um, lot
2: more hints, including like seeing the little kids from the old painting in real life in the Yennefer uh, plot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. It's them kids. Oh, they're them kids. Uh, Yeah, and uh, also at the same time, uh, Yennefer gets caught up in some uh, political nonsense, uh, gets outed as being a quarter elf, uh, and decides to become hot as an act of revenge, something we should all uh, strive to
1: do. The thing that had me most messed up was, was because they're saying, like, it'll take me time to repair the herbs, and she was like, I'm doing it awake, and he was like, you can't do it awake, and she was like, fucking watch me, ooh, and then he literally ripped her uterus out. And when I saw a uterus at the end of tongs, my brain went, can they do that on Netflix? Like, (laughs) Like, what? This is the most heinous fucking thing I've ever seen. I was like, this
0: is fucking rad. This is against the rules. It's the most like like, heavy
2: metal uh, fashion montage I've ever seen.
1: Where you're like, truly like, like fuck any other gore you've ever seen in anything. Watching someone get their uterus pulled out is intense. (laughs) It's very intense, and not like I mean, like yeah, okay. I know people that have had their uterus removed, right? You know, what's up? How you doing, trans folks, or other people with other situations going on down under, whatever. The whole thing is, you don't usually see a fully formed prosthetic uterus. Jesus. I mean I've geez. never in my life
2: seen that. It's the thing from the book but on the outside. Well, <laughs> oh <excuse>. no.
0: <laughs> That's also <what's> going the... <laughs> to your Witcher.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, this is so uh so uh, <laughs> fucked up. Uh, let's see. Uh do Okay, we're already deep into Yennefer stuff. So I guess let's let's uh, keep diving Oh along my that god, path. Yennefer.
1: My. I am a test. I to, her. to
2: open her, this episode for her of like her fucking the really hot guy whose name refuses to stay in my head. Uh but <laughs> to open up with her it's, conjuring this it's, 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 it's it, thank you. Uh remember. and opening up with her conjuring an audience to applaud when he nuts
1: is <laughs> I, I was so confused <laughs> as to what was happening. I was like I was like I was like, okay, time has passed from the last time we checked in with them. And I was like, has their relationship been, like, sort of approved? And now there's some sort of, like, religious or, like... sex
2: council? Or, like,
1: governmental, like, approval. I was like, what is happening? Who are these people? What is their significance? Then they start clapping, and I was like, oh, it's definitely one of those things where it's, like... (laughs) Like, I'm immediately thinking of fucking Midsommar, right? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, where they watch you have sex. And then... Literally, and then they they're copying, and I'm like, okay, very still very Midsummer. And then he says some line about like, and then they disappear, and I was like, oh, oh, she she wanted to be watched by a bunch of old people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. I was I just was I, this some kind of like ritual
3: where they were making sure that like a thing happened.
1: I no. don't, I don't know. I no, thought she was just conjuring an illusion. She was like, no, I just like to be watched. I'm, I'm... very voyeuristic.
2: Yeah. She's a, hey, they're expressing some kink. It seems like there's been a passage of time here. And, uh, you know, spice things up a little bit. Uh, so I say, go got... <laughs> <laughs> I say go for it. I say go for it. Jennifer. you live your best life,
1: you know? Live your best fucking life. Live
2: your best fucking life, girl. You've had it hard. It, as...
1: But also then later on, we get some amazing, like this relationship dynamic. Is really cool. They get into that fight later on about how, like, they've been spying on each other, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she's, like, really upset with him because, you know, you're trying to be the hero. And she's basically being like, you do not understand what it means to be me, right? Like, fundamentally, being a woman in this world, being a quarter elf in this world, having a hunchback in this world, you know, you do not – we are not experiencing the same levels of stuff. So, like, you getting upset at me for surviving, I don't give a shit. And, you know, like, you spied on me. And he's like, oh, you're telling me you didn't spy on me? And and then there's the moment at the end that had me fucked up because it's the first time I've seen, in, in a good way, it's the first time I've seen someone respond to, like, the whole, like, uh, being a victim doesn't look good on you, that whole thing. And when he, when he says victimhood doesn't, being a victim doesn't look good on you, and she turns around and says something like, being a hero doesn't look good on you. And I was just like, Oh, fuck. Like, this is amazing. Oh, it It was was so good. It was like one of those moments where it's like, ah, that kind of writing moment is something I crave so deeply of just being like, you know, someone turning a moment of reckoning with what they deal with into victim blaming and like putting the victim label on her. Even though she wasn't acting as a victim, she was... Remo- and then being able to say, no, fuck you and your hero complex. It was just... I was like, oh, this is so great. Another moment where it's very clearly this creative team was not just a bunch of dudes. And I was like, this Correct. is rad. I am so very excited. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been this captivated in a show. Back to incest, though. Is it like a requirement uh, for fantasy show- fantasy shows to have incest now?
2: You got to do it at some point. And like it feels...
1: Worked. Yeah, so I was about, about to like, say, really like, like, there's some sort of background for this decision. Like why
2: Yeah, I know. Like the Habsburgs, you know, it was a whole thing. Um, and even like outside of those freaks, uh, you know, incest seems to just be a part of royalty. Uh and uh and that but is not
1: th- yes, I mean there is incest and royalty like Usually not brother
2: sister. Like, but it's usually
1: like cousins, and they're like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll bend it. But they were both like We've had, what was it? It was twins in Game of Thrones? Not that I've ever fucking really watched it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. what is it with them being, like, let's take royal brothers and sisters who are deeply in love with each other. It's just... Medieval ah, royals why? were
2: fucking nasty. They were freaks. I don't know what to tell you. They were little fucking freaks.
3: Yeah. They were little nasty bees. I want to point out, I want to point out, when we first talked about Witcher on this podcast, when it was still ostensibly a community podcast,
0: uh-huh.
3: Uh <laughs> it was never only a community podcast, let's be honest. Anyway, when we first talked about Witcher, Kevin and I could not stop talking about how much we liked it, and Jace was like, I couldn't get past the first episode. And we were like, just watch the second one. <laughs> just watch the it. second one. Not no, even like, literally, yeah. It literally
1: changed everything. And yeah, like, exactly. Like, cause,
3: <laughs> yeah, because Kevin and I are both like, because you'll meet a character who you will absolutely fuck with. And i was- hearing Jace be like, Jennifer, I... I Fucking yep. It's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it
2: does feel good when you recommend Jeez, something no. and you're like completely right. It feels good.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, y'all, y'all, nailed I just it. To say, was, I told you so. It was one Can of the you things. You, I, so. I,
1: you did. You did, uh, you did tell me so. You did tell me solely, thusly, if you will. The whole the thing that was wild though was it was it was a combination. It was a one-two punch, both from you two. It was literally it was watch the second episode. I did, and then it was like okay, we're doing the podcast thing. I rewatched them and I was like, oh, I actually fully know what's going on. And then you letting on that it was a non-linear storytelling device and that these are three separate storylines, and that did it. That did it for me Three six. I was like,
0: oh, Ah, shit. And then, like, Ah, I'm in.
1: I'm like, I'm in. Like, literally. (laughs) To quote a phrase (laughs) I coined
2: in the 90s, I'm going in. Yeah. I'm going
1: in. But literally, it was wild, because then, like, Coming into episode three, I was like, I'm excited for this. I'm genuinely stoked to watch this. And then I found myself sitting just, like, in awe. Just, like, what? What? Like, just in awe. Just, like, glued. Like, I haven't been this, like, captivated by a show in a minute. It's really exciting. But also, it, it toes that line of it's, like, because high fantasy stuff is tricky because there's a lot of names. There's a lot of places you got to learn. And you, there's political dynamics that you have to understand. And and they, they like they talk about I think I don't want to get too far ahead of myself I I don't remember which episode this is in because I watched it back to back like like they were the same episode yeah. um where uh there's uh the law of surprise I think that's in the second one That's in the second one I'll I'll get and into I, how that works. We'll get into that but but yeah. like that dynamic is also present in like all the episodes of like there's certain uh, inter political things and I feel like every time I go oh I don't know this I always end up going, okay, I actually kind of think I know what's going on. Like, it does a good job of making it feel real and lofty and large and, yeah. like, cohesive yeah. without making it inaccessible, which is a big issue, I find, with it. No, yeah, no it's... Of
3: surprise is such an interesting so funny, plot point interesting. in this show because, like, you, there's times where I don't want to talk about it almost because I don't want to spoil it. Well, but we I can talk about it when we yeah. I won't spoil it outright, but, like... This show's very good at talking about things as if they are only important right now, <laughs> and this show's also. But great. there was like, like oh my back, god! Okay, I have back to like, later and being like, remember that thing we said that you thought was unimportant? It
1: was actually super important. Yeah, and I love that. I they mean, the way
2: that
3: they
1: even—I'm uh, getting ahead of myself again. I—we can come back to it when we get to this to episode four but literally like introduced law of surprise and i was like i don't understand how this works i'm a little confused what's going on and then it comes up a second time in the episode in response to what had, what like just happened like the yep. whole destiny thing and then you're immediately you're like okay i now understand what law of surprise is and i understand the connection from this timeline to the other timeline and i was just like oh yeah but yeah Bazinga. I literally said, I literally out loud went, oh, and it feels
2: good. It it feels good because they give you just enough that you can figure it out. But I never feel like this show is sitting down and being like, let me explain this to you. Yeah. It which like, feel which makes it feel so much more. Gratifying. It sounds. Uh, the, well, the example if I'm going. You
0: feel involved.
1: It's immersive in that way. Yes. You the example I'm going
2: to like use doesn't yeah, you, immediately yes. make sense, but follow me here. I watched Cool okay. Hand Luke over welcome, the weekend.
3: Welcome to the podcast where we start anecdotes that sound like right. they have no reason to be brought up, but yeah. eventually do. But
2: <laughs> instead of using like another fantasy show where like Lord of the Rings is very much like, let me give you the basics at the beginning. Uh, but like Cool yeah. Hand, but Cool Hand Luke. Doesn't immediately literally give never you, heard that. Oh, it's a Paul Newman movie. Cool Hand Luke. You've never. Oh, well, anyway, it's on Netflix. Uh, it was going to be my yeah, recommendation at the end of the episode, and now it's something I'm talking about in the middle of the episode. Uh, <laughs> but that the there was a way we made things in the 60s and 70s where they give you like just enough string that you can follow, but you, the audience member, always have to kind of be like filling in blanks of, like, okay, the motivation feels this, but no one's going to sit there and tell me a monologue about their motivation, right? And it's, like, it's they have the little spool of threat, and you're going to get to the end, and it's going to be rewarding, but they're only going to give you just enough to keep, like, following mm. along because that keeps your viewer brain active because you right. are, you know... there there are movies that I like that explain everything to you. Like fucking Inception. Like, that movie works because they spend an hour explaining the movie, and then they spend the last hour paying off everything they explained. Right? Whereas, like... This show, I think, is like no, no, no. Follow us. Like, pay attention. You'll figure it out. Just keep going, and it keeps your fucking viewer brain from like atrophying and like and and not pay <laughs> and, and keeps it from like sliding off of you because you, you always have
0: to be. And you
1: pass out. Yeah. Right. I been there. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, it just it keeps you glued because you're like I am putting the pieces together myself. I am part yeah. of like making this work. Um, and I, the show's very good at that. Very, very good at that.
3: Yeah, it's also very, um, it's like there are a couple, like, I'm gonna just repeat what Kev said, but just the way that happened in my brain. Um, <laughs> it's the, very much to me the difference between a story that starts with the conceit of, let me tell you a story, or <laughs> right. a, a story that starts with the conceit of, um, you've just accidentally found yourself into this room. And there's something going on, and we're just going to follow it.
1: Right. It's, it's like our so how, it's two it's two uh, framings of a stories. So you've got like a frame story, where you got like <clears throat> it's like singing in the rain, right? You pull yeah. up, they pull up out at the at the at the movie premiere. And then he goes, like, tell us, how did you meet? And he goes, well, it's a long story, Yeah. see? And then Peter a Falk gets out
2: the book the for movie. Princess Bride and is like, let me yeah, tell you exactly. the story of the Princess and Bride. And it's
1: a frame story. Yeah. So it a frame. And I love then that. then you've got yeah, other stuff. Those are great if they work, if they're done right. But then exactly. you've also got, like, an immediate race I'm, I'm saying that yeah. a little funny. Everybody you're, says it differently. Yeah. It's Latin.
3: Nobody knows how to say it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <Go off. laughs> so the idea is that then, at a certain point, you're just like, it's just like, you're, it's the idea of you're dropped in the middle of things as they're happening, and yeah. you just kind of figure it out. And Lord that's a really exciting device. Again,
0: yeah,
3: One of the Rings to me is very much Gandalf saying, "Let me tell you a story," and The Witcher is very much, "I shouldn't be in this fucking room right now. I'm intruding
2: on someone's private." Feels like this it's, is a private moment for Yennefer where she's getting her uterus <laughs> pulled out and there's fire everywhere. Like it doesn't feel
3: like I should be here. Her body is like. Or the moment really where ragged. you feel. Or the moment where you feel like it's weird that a bunch of people are watching them fuck, and then you realize that you are watching them fuck, and you feel just as weird. And Wait you're a like, minute. Oh, ah, oh.
1: I am. Oh, I, am. <laughs> I am the creep in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I am the truest Japan man. <laughs> uh,
3: uh
2: But yeah, so that's the, yeah, it's just this something the show is uh uniquely good at. And then I am also here after episode wraps to be like, okay, let me explain this to you, just so you're like hundred <laughs> percent clear. Uh and right. I also um, staying a metaphor. Exactly. Um uh, and another something we've talked about we like about this dang show is their use of practical effects, which is something they use uniquely well in the Geralt storyline of this episode, where the fucking monster is cool as shit <laughs> and it, you know, it's it's pretty much all practical with, like, some CGI shots or, like, enhancements. But right. the Striga rules and is scary as hell. I hate it.
1: Forgive uh, me.
3: But it
2: works I, really good.
1: That tail is done
3: really in CG. For 100%. forgive me because i haven't been able to re-watch them as we as y'all are because amanda does not like watching things over again and we spend every minute together because baby but
1: understood that's one's the striga (laughs) the striga striga is the incest baby of the royals who was cursed because the actual lover of the queen wasn't allowed to be with her and didn't like the king so we put a curse on her
3: the loverkin. the loverkin.
1: The thing that they right. thought it was No, uh,
2: you're thinking of something from Witcher 3 the video game.
3: But it's but it's
0: like the same thing. It's like right? the
3: lubricant in the when the game was like a kid that wasn't loved and turned into a monster. And uh, this is like yeah. this is the thing I talked about last episode, right?
1: The mm-hmm. demon fetus. He, it is a demon fetus.
2: It is a demon fetus. Yeah, it is okay. no longer a fetus. It is now a full
1: Right. Being. It's an adult it's an adult monster. It's an
2: adult It has fetus.
3: it's it's, a, it's it's an, it's an elitist.
2: Pfft. hate hate True. <laughs> fetus it's, if they were
3: if, hate. hang on. Hate. It, it, forgive hate. me for this crime I'm about to commit forgive me for this crime I'm about to commit but if, if fetus were a, if fetus were a pokemon this oh. is fetus elitus the evolved form of yeah. the pokemon
2: this is the third evolution of uh, this is blastoise <laughs> if, if a lubberkin is squirtle then this is the blastoise yes um <laughs> But it's yeah. a striga. It's not a. It's not a fantasy monster I've encountered anywhere else. Uh, so it's either like made oh. up for this or very Polish.
1: Um, I I have a feeling because they also the way that they they start the episode is they don't realize it's a striga because they're like I thought those were a myth and he's like they're very rare. But then like there it starts off with the miners think it's what I can only assume by the way that they describe it as essentially an equivalent to a werewolf. Yeah. But the backstory of how werewolves are made. Is very different than any I've ever heard. Although yeah, so Werewolf backstories are also those, wide and varied. And I have a I remember being you know, being like, I wonder if this is just like a Polish interpretation of Werewolf. This is
3: one of those shows that is really cool because it shows you how um all of our fairy tales and fables are fucking bastardized. Because like the Germanic, like that area, the Germanic, the the mm-hmm. Polish, the like the, the Eastern European style of fairy tale is not Disney Hans Christian Andersen. Fairy oh tale.
1: my God, the, the Grim Grim's fairy tales are dark, yeah. Yeah. fucked up. Yeah, the Simba-
2: Germany Simba- was Cinderella not a great her, place her, to live when the Grim They, cut her yeah. Yeah. they cut yeah. their they cut their
1: toes off,
0: They to fit their toes
3: off to fit their her shoe. Yeah, so like. The the Germanic tribes and, like, the people that came from them have this very, like, let's scare kids straight mentality. And, like, (laughs) American kids were like, let's tell them Santa Claus is real. Um, And, like, it's very fun to interact with fiction that's based (laughs) in those fantasies because everyone's like, these are so dark. And, like, as someone who took German in high school and whose German teacher showed us all of these things,
1: I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, this is... This is, yeah, this is how this works over there. Everything's dark and fucked up. It's great. <laughs> Wild. It's very cool. No, I think actually both of these episodes have some exceptional prosthetic work. Um,
2: oh, yeah, with the fucking porcupine guy.
1: Yeah. The porcupine uh, guy is stunning. I he looks was- great. But, like, I, I'm a huge prosthetics geek. Like, I yeah. love prosthetic makeup specifically. Like, Face Off on Sci-Fi is one of my favorite reality shows ever. Great show. And literally, this was easily one of the most impressive makeups I may have ever seen. It, it just – down to the – I'm getting ahead of myself again just because I don't know why – episode four did a lot for me, I guess. It really was – wild but just the upturned nose and the way that the oh my goodness it was i was i was i literally i got so caught up in just staring at him that i actually had to rewind to go wait what what's happening right wait now? hold on
2: <laughs> what did he say because i was just like People impressed just by spoke the porcupine. words i was just
3: all <laughs> right
2: yeah absolutely and Fringed it's just,
3: yeah. porcupine man was like my eyes are here
1: <laughs> oh
2: yes i'm sorry someone else was speaking i was looking at the porcupine man you see
1: sorry i was staring at your nose
3: It was so.
2: It looks like a little fucking porcupine nose. Uh, But they did did an exceptional job. And if you compare it to, like, fucking the guy in X Men 3 The Last Stand that has, like, the same quills, you're like, oh, it's night and fucking day.
3: (laughs) Compared to what, like, a Hollywood movie? The original X Men trilogy? What? Uh, Let's not talk about the original X Men trilogy. I tried when Amanda and I were dating to, like, get her into the things I was into and, like,. It was that's the thing that people do in relationships they normally don't have to do because like i mean the likes marvel movies just fine but i was like we should watch the original x-men one day and like 30 minutes in i was like i've made a terrible mistake
2: (laughs) oh those movies are fucking wild compared to like what we're dealing with now
0: they're so bad they're buck
2: wild and And it's like
3: and they're stupid
2: it's amazing that like the two x-men happy. movies were directed by non-bastards it's like incredible that like the rest of the directorial crew are fucking bastards uh but james Mangold seems pretty okay uh brian singer and brett ratner Wait, the
3: first two were james Mang.
2: no the first oh, two were brian okay. singer who is a bastard right among singer. bastards yeah, like, like yeah. compared to other bastards he's bad uh
1: i don't even know who that is <laughs> james, Man- james
3: mangold's okay though
0: yeah james mangold seems
3: because well, okay. brian singer's only done x-men really well the usual <laughs> so suspects them, anyone the usual suspects anyone yeah.
2: uh superman returns uh jack the giant killer anyone uh let's let's okay Back to back to the Witcher. Back where the good people Wait, are.
1: Wait, okay. Real, last last thing before we go back, because we did bring up X Men and there was a recent uh announcement by Foggy about Deadpool officially and irrefutably being R rated and canonically MCU. Very exciting. I Sounds saw good. one theory that said uh they think Deadpool might actually be the new the in to um X Men. Makes because perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. He, he, he's in this new room, and he's like, wait, where, where the hell are the other mutants? I can't be the only one. Yeah. And then he goes around and assembles them or something I think like if that. they were Which smart,
2: they would have, yeah. like, a scene where he's about to fall into the MCU, but he, like, grabs Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like, takes that <laughs> one. you <we> got to bring...
1: It <laughs> just takes the right, one. Right, either Negasonic Teenage Warhead or um uh Domino. Oh no! You got to take Domino. I'm sorry. We t- We talked Domino, about this. You got to take Domino.
2: Those Domino. three please, please, are please, in a car Domino. and they fall into into our world.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, I feel like they're also gonna bring a couple of his buddies too. I, I- I'm in- intrigued on how they're gonna get this to. Who knows? We're about to get so much multiverse content.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, I can't his... wait for Juggernaut to show up in an Avengers movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't wait.
2: That's gonna be. It's
3: gonna be. Dope. you know
0: Juggernaut's voice by Ryan Reynolds?
3: Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. I found that out, like, recently, and it blew my mind for yeah. some reason. But and it's fairly recent as well. It's
2: kind of cool, but, like, also, isn't there some, like, voice actor somewhere who, like, needed the paycheck Not a little more than budget, Ryan no. Reynolds? <laughs> Ryan, what, you don't have see, fucking five... See. Whatever you paid Ryan, you can't pay Maurice LaMarche. Like, you can't... Like, what? I'm sorry. I'm looking for voice work uh
3: Ryan Reynolds, please. Yeah,
2: Ryan, if you got, you know... <laughs> Uh, Travis Willingham is cool, but, like, Caleb's right here and cheaper Caleb than Travis Willingham. be your Willingham. juggernaut
1: daddy. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. I already, I, I already am. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say when I wake up. I'm juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> oh
2: my God. And that's the you way it
3: be. Singer thought that was what juggernaut said?
2: That was Brett Ratner, you fool. <laughs>
1: Oh, wait, God. that's not Oops. what the ju- doesn't the Juggernaut say? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. In
2: an, in a YouTube video, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> let's make that canon. Let's let's make
1: like that canon and like the only thing he says that's of note. It's like if wait, I, I'm talking in the movie. He says it though, right?
2: In yeah. in X Men Three, yes.
1: And that's not something from the comics. That was a no. joke online, and they were. <laughs> and they <laughs> took it. Right, no, I didn't think it was in the comics, but I I for some reason thought you were saying that he didn't say that in the movie and I'm like, am I No, crazy? he does say it in
2: the movie. But that's not yeah. like like as someone that has 5 issues of the Juggernaut solo series right off camera, um that's not like his thing. <laughs> he doesn't like say bitch. Speaking a lot. of what's
3: on Speaking of what's on camera, I like that Kev is nestled right in um, the crotch,
2: in Henry Cavill's bathing crotch. I could only be so lucky.
1: <laughs> it, it checks
2: out. I think it checks out. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll peek down a little bit in the frame so you can get a, get a nice view of uh, Henry Cavill bathing, which is a great translation to uh, our next episode, uh, season one, episode yeah. four. He
1: does bathe.
2: He does bathe. I don't think it's the only <laughs> time he does either. No,
1: you've talked about how bathing is like a big thing in this universe. It's
2: a big thing. Uh, Geralt taking baths is a big part of <laughs> the Witcher universe. Um, of banquets, bastards, and burials. Uh, uh, Again, directed by Alex Garcia Lopez, uh, written by Declan Debara. In this episode, uh, Yaskir and Geralt go to a fancy party, and it turns into uh, a very uh, convoluted royal story of destiny uh, that helps plant exactly where we are in the timeline of things. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, uh, Yennefer has been at royal court for... Thirty years and is pretty sick of it. And then some assa- an assassin attacks, uh, and it's 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 no good. It's, it's it's no good. It's very bad. Nothing good <laughs> comes of the events of that uh, cool assassin with his big bug <laughs> attacking. Uh, yeah, that's Caravan. a cool bug. That's a cool bug,
1: though. Yeah. That's also a great really element. Good. We were talking about the integration of uh, digital effects and um, practical effects, and that bug is digital I, and he digital very fuck, cool. but he looks cool he looks great that's yeah. also a really intimidating assassin i feel like i know that actor from somewhere but i also don't think he says a word
2: no i would bet that he's a stunt actor and so you've probably seen him as bad guy number four in 3000 things uh right. i don't i don't have any oh, there's a guy
3: there's a guy in hollywood it's a bigger dude who's bald who always has like a, a, a twisted out mustache and he's in the accountant he's in i think two john wicks which makes no sense because he definitely dies both times twin brother he's in he's in so many things and every time i see him i'm like oh what's up twisty like every yeah, time what up, man? every time i'm like is that motherfucker uh it's, i before we move on completely sure because i think I'm just, I haven't, I've just—I haven't—I've neglected to say how much I love Mousik.
2: Oh well, this is mm-hmm. no—we're we're right here. This is Mousik time. Because Dude, we're we're Mousik, at the...
3: I, I
2: love
1: Mousik so much. I, uh, I'm excited to learn more about him. He's uh, I'm like super I want to cool know how Geralt and Mousik knew each other. I'm like, where was this? I, I haven't know seen this you story.
0: since the plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful man! I think a very handsome man. I know he's an actor, but like, I think it must be said that like, even in a scene with like Henry Cavill and yaskier he's a he's a good looking devil.
0: Yeah, he's not. It's he's not,
1: he's not hard to look at, that's for sure.
2: Uh, Adam <laughs> uh, Levy. He's a, he's a very interesting
1: character. Yeah, I think uh, especially because they spend so much time building up Geralt as someone that doesn't really have long-term friends like this is in direct ju- juxtaposition to the bard who forces himself to be friends with gerald and Geralt's just like i'm tolerating you almost and he goes to this thing and and the bard does he have a name he's just the bard the
2: uh, bard his his name is yaskier um, and in certain translations, like the book and the game, his name is Dandelion. But in this translation, they went with Yaskier. Um, and there's um, there's a few characters that have slightly different names, depending on which version of the translation. Like Mousik is also called ermian I don't know how. I don't know how he- those things are the
3: same, unless unless Ermeen's his first name and Nasik is his last. Name. Mm, that could be true, huh? or vice versa, because they seem to be on first name basis. He seems to be on first name basis, true,
1: but yet
0: with
1: that's why that whole moment is so exciting to me, because you're you're seeing like Jacek, right? Being like, I'm your friend. He's he's like, no, you're not. And then shows up, and while he's like. I'm strolling up to this party with a witcher. No one can touch me. And he goes, all right, deuces. I'm going to go hang out with my real friend, even though I didn't even want to come to this party. It's it's like a really cool character dynamic, especially after we've just seen people kind of being rude in the previous episode to Geralt about how it's like, you don't have friends. You don't have – and even before that, while he's bathing, talking about like, I don't need anything. I don't want anybody in my life. You know, I don't need other people in my life. Classic and then to bad see, boy. He
0: actually,
1: he actually does. <laughs> but he actually does have other people in his life. And it's very much like you start to see like this. It's the, mm-hmm. the, the myth. We had talked about this last episode. The idea that witchers don't feel we start to realize this has been mythicized. This it's is the not biggest actually lie. True.
2: Yeah, in the entire, like, Witcher. It's a lie within the universe, which is, like, a detail of this world that I appreciate, is that, like, there is misinformation within the fantasy world. Like, not everyone is on the same page about You're everything. You're saying that
1: this world has false stereotypes? Exactly.
2: It has false yeah.
1: stereotypes.
3: I also love, love that, like, I also love that, like, as much as the rumor is a thing, and we we talked about this last episode, I love that like that rumor exists and Geralt doesn't do anything to dispel it. And in fact, tries really hard to prove it's true, which is like, it's like, it it makes sense that the witchers would allow this to maintain relevance in the understanding of witchers. Because like, if you think about it, they're hired hands that kill right. monsters yeah. that like often can die, but also more often don't die and live way longer. So like it's in their best interest almost to not have many friends because all their friends will get old and die. And also right. it's in their best interest to not have friends because they'll in, in a, inevitably endanger them by being involved in what witchers are generally involved in. And I'm... so like it, it's, it's the trope that you get out of, like, super spy mm-hmm. TV and movies where they're exactly. like, you can't be near me. You'll just be in danger. Or... or Spider-Man. Have- Spider-Man spiders, yeah. the
2: The best comparison that I've found to the exact dynamic of Geralt is Wolverine. The, like, yeah. tough, gruff, I-will-fucking-fight-anyone-and-take-them-down guy who seems at first like he's crusty and doesn't care about anyone but he will be the first person to like jump in line for the people he cares about he's like this is my lover these are my friends this is my mentee and i will fucking kill you if you come anywhere near them it's like it's what i love about both of these characters right these incredibly gruff men with these very tender insidey parts
3: yeah, and in a lesser sense, in a lesser sense, it is very Han Solo as well. No, for sure. Mm. But what is the, cares which for. is why I love Han Solo. That's true. What's the the the, 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 puck, the puckish rogue?
1: Yes, indeed. the puckish rogue. What's the um the name of the, the 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 name that he says in his sleep from Episode One? Renfree. Uh, Renfrey. That's a really exciting thing to think about and analyze through what we're talking about right now. The idea of him when he sleeps he thinks of her
2: right this is that, a person. this is me- someone that haunts him you know like haunts the, him. the loss he, he of her the affection he cared about exactly sorry i interrupted
1: you. and no but that's exactly that, that's a much better word than the word i was going to even use she haunts him and that is in direct opposition with any sort of interpretation of any sort of the idea of a character not having feelings that doesn't happen if you didn't either love this person, feel remorse about this person, care about this in any way, and it's so exciting too that that we see a moment where that that very that side of him—I almost said that human side of him—but I feel like that doesn't mean anything. But like the side of him where he has these feelings is he's betrayed by it. She uh, she's like, "Who's Renfrey?" and he's like. And he, like, he gets, <laughs> he gets really the nervous. Coils, he gets, like, like really aww. caught off. And then he's, like, holding his head like, I can't believe I said that in my sleep. And he never addresses it, though. But you see this also, this guilt and this shame, too. Um, not shame. Because I don't think he feels shame for feeling things. I think he, like you're saying, Caleb, he realizes it is so beneficial for him to maintain that, um, that guise, that facade, that he realizes that this could get dangerous if he doesn't cover for it. It's but it but just like any good
3: any good writer would do, it eventually will bite him in the ass. Like as as hard as he tries to act like he care, it? it's going to yeah. bite him in the fucking ass. Um yeah, and the great. the first person we see
2: cuz uh Jace, you see the the Yaskier relationship is very like oppositional. Um and I'm also like colored by what I know about this universe is that like this is the I hate everyone but you trope that you see a lot in, like, fiction romance. Like, the the uh-huh. outsider that hates <laughs> the world, but, like, this one person just knows how to, like, get to the heart of them. And I do think that, like, a lot of his opposition, like, he is annoyed by Yaskier, but he's also, like, oh, definitely. this person the, does I, seem to care about me, and I do care about this weird part.
1: <laughs> the dynamic of him, me, like, around. even saying that he would, like, if... Geralt truly, truly did not want to go to that party. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't go. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have gone. And there's the whole conversation he has with the lioness about how, like, she's like, "Well, you're here as this as his personal bodyguard," and he's like, "I'm not gonna do that for you." He's like, "I'm not. I'm not (laughs) for you." And it's and she and he's like, she's like, he's like, "I don't do that." And she's like, "You clearly do." Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's very clear that, yeah, he does, he does care about this person. He thinks he's annoying as fuck. It's like, it's, it's the best.
2: Don't we all have people like that in our lives, though?
1: version of, like, a yes, brotherly yes. rivalry thing that I've ever seen? Exactly. Like, this yeah. is my little brother.
3: Also, also is <laughs> good for business. For sure. We've he seen tells the true. tales. There is there is a, there is a utilitarian reason uh, for keeping I don't keeping know if him. it's happened already, but there's a moment where somebody asks if he's done something. And Gerard's like, why did you say I did that? <laughs> I didn't. And he's like,
1: but you got a job out of it. And he's like, don't do that. <laughs> it's <isn't> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, literally at the wedding, at the, the, well, what turns out to be a wedding, at the party uh-huh. uh, where, he, where he says, like, no, I, I didn't beat this guy up. And they're like, that's not what the song said. And he's just like, boop Yeah. It's I, actually- I also
3: think willingly being like, well, I guess it doesn't
1: hurt for people to think that I beat the shit out of one more person. <laughs> right, exactly. I think the other thing that's really cool, though, is I think it's it's his introduction in this episode is awesome because yeah. <laughs> what is Yevier? Is that his name? What'd you say? Yaskier. Yaskier. Yeah, Yaskier. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yaskier. This guy <laughs> is like. Giggling as this horrifying story is being told, and he's like, "Sorry, I just never get these details, you know." And <laughs> My boyfriend doesn't mortified. tell me anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're all mortified. Exactly, and they're all mortified because he's like, "But he's dead. He like, swallowed him whole. He's dead." And he go- he just goes, "No, he's not." And he- they're like, "Oh, what?" He's like, "He's not dead." And he goes, "Anyway, go on." And he says that, and then he just bursts in they're like why do you smell so bad and it's like it's the it's the monster's guts oh just the great entrance of just like he's not dead you think he's dead he's not dead oh, he's not he's dead. like Don't worry. through the door and he's got he's like the guts the all over morning.
3: him it's oh. early in the morning so it's chilly outside so he's like steaming uh-huh. the guts. it's really
0: good <laughs> it's really cool it's, so good. it's really good <laughs> shit
2: um what we're talking about all this shit is added to this short story for the show like, the short story that this episode is based on, Yaskier is not in it. Uh, Mausak is a stranger that Geralt is meeting for the first time. Like, the show is consciously adding in both Geralt's history with the world and setting up, like, the familial relationships that he will he will share with, like, our main cast, which makes perfect sense when you're, like, Translating this into a narrative television show, right? That you like. You want to build out the supporting cast. Uh, you wanna you wanna f- deepen these relationships and these actor dynamics a little bit. But all of that is added to this story for this episode, and I think it works really well. It's it's very very effective in what As they're trying to do. Not
1: reading the books. It's a it's an incredibly effective way that they build these relationships, and I think that's the other thing that is so exciting to me about this show It's just like these are some. Really cool relationship dynamics, you know. And I mean, like, some of it is yes, informed by this this style of show, right? It's it's you know, it's it's royalty and the peasants and all that stuff, and that goes so far. But so much of that, it's like we we know it. It's it's been done for years and years and years and years. We know so many variations on this theme. But these characters, there's something really fresh and new and personable about these characters and their dynamics.
2: It's very They're exciting. A great. Uh, adaptation of old tropes like uh, Geralt could have like if 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 this was not a Polish story but a Japanese one Toshirô Mifune could have played fucking Geralt decades ago and it would have been essentially the same person but it's like these actors in these worlds new spins on old archetypes and it and it works mm-hmm. very very well um yeah
3: it's let's... weird that this is so similar in its use of redefining the old uh, with Mandalorian,
0: the loner mm-hmm.
3: that's fabled. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason that we like this shit right now. And I'm always fascinated by like, oh God, why can't I not make a point without starting a whole separate thing? <laughs> I, I love, I love interacting with uh, with <laughs> fiction in, in how it changes based on like anthropological, interests like yeah the fact that like in horror we had monsters that 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 were and monsters and villains not just horror monsters and villains mirror our fears yeah like in the 80s they were like big monsters that like would hide from us so like they were the they were the analog of nuclear proliferation and then in the 2000s since 9/11 bad guys are generally terrorists who just want to see chaos and like before you know I mean like seeing all these things change mm-hmm. like vampires being the like the moneyed wealthy elite who are leeching life from the younger to right. prolong themselves and get uh, and, d- d- uh, it's and then like vampires the versus the bronx
1: with- they do it as like a gentrifier metaphor really cool yeah. stuff and like, and, like, that metaphor
3: transforming from our vampire craze in, like, the 90s, early 2000s to our zombie craze from the uh-huh. 2000s to, to kind of now, which is, like, our fear that people are just huddled masses shambling through life, not paying attention to
1: anything but things that feed their hunger for more. I like, mean, also, like, the zombie metaphor as, I mean, is, I literally, I'm obsessed with that concept. What you're talking about is something that yeah. I... Un- Intimately familiar with and super excited by Like even down to like The Ring Which is fully a commentary on how people are watching Too much TV right like literally Like that's just what it is But also and It's so wild that you're talking about like the zombie Craze that happened A few years back um, Pairing up with what we're currently dealing with Which is a pandemic Which is Straight up like Fundamentally like the CDC themselves has used zombies as a metaphor for the purpose of education in regards to spreading of diseases yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. So be, pre- be prepared in the future to see that
3: like zombie thing that we've got right now. Be prepared to see that evolve into like world ending disease films. We're yeah. going to get a lot. Culture We're is gonna
2: cyclical and it always goes, you know, vampires will come back around werewolves will come back. Like, it all it all comes... Social horror Ninjas comes back, come around. back around. Yeah, animals, it always... Yeah. It, it moves in these waves and these cycles. And it just depends on what we're so, collectively so, feeling at the moment. Right. Whether intentional so, like, or not.
3: To point to... Exactly. And to point to that, in the moment, right now, it seems like the most prevalent trope we're running with is the, like, one-man wrecking ball loner story. We've got Logan the John Wick movies, the Jack Reacher movies. Jason mm-hmm. Bourne started it in the early 2000s and, like, kind of set the ground, set the, set the the cobblestones for it. But you've got, yeah, Jack Reacher, Jason Bourne, Mandalorian, Logan, uh, Geralt, like, you, there's a thing right now about, like, being a lone wolf and being able to pull it off which i don't think is not completely dis- divorced from the idea of the american dream and the interesting Ooh, thing about yeah, all yeah, of yeah, these yeah, things yeah. in talking about being a self-made man who's a loner who does things alone being an, an allegory for this american dream which i have in huge quotation marks in like three asterisks yeah.
1: <laughs> right is that right
3: and which is, I and I like this about. I'm these glad you things, said that because that I happy. was, I was
1: like, this is starting to sound like propaganda. Which I mean, hold on, hold on, let's be honest. On, wait, until <laughs> I get to the dismount because
3: I'm gonna get there. Like the the, the, the interesting thing about all of these things about the American Dream, asterisk, 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 is that by the end you find out that by being a loner they f- almost fucking ruined everything, almost all the time. Like Jason Bourne ends up working with people and doing better. Uh, Jack Reacher ends up working with some of his friends and doing better. The Equalizer, John Wick, hangs out with Halle Berry and her dogs, and it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. Um, Mandalorian now has a fucking crew he runs around with, and it's so much better. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's interesting that, like, all of this fiction is moving towards that idea of, like, yeah, you might think that the way to do it is alone, and that's the American dream. But the reality is that
1: doesn't fucking work. We're all in this together, man. Collectivism. Let's yeah. fucking go. <laughs> oh.
3: And with that, I have to I have to jump. Baby's being squirmy, but I've made my my big point. And my batteries are all all my batteries are dying. My phone battery, my my, Air, my AirPod battery. It's time to go, guys.
1: That's the sign of- to go.
3: <laughs> Thank Take you care daddy. of that baby. Yes. Bye. But uh, yeah. I'll we'll be back next week when we talk about episodes five and six. Ooh, wow. Yeah.
1: Trucking along. Just
3: burning right through it. Trucking right through it. Yeah. Y'all take it easy. I love y'all to death. Everybody I love listen. you. Keep listening. Keep listening. And uh, over the next week and a half, be fucking safe because the world's going to get spicy. <laughs> oh, oh, God.
0: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a fucking sign What a sign <laughs> Bye. Bye.
2: Ah, yeesh-gabish. Bowie. Um. So yeah. do you feel like you are clear on the law of surprise? Do you feel yes, like you I do have now. an idea of what it is? Do you, do do you want to attempt to explain surprise.
1: it? Me, I'm going to go ahead and try and do it. Yeah. So the law of surprise, from my understanding, is currently that if you save someone's life and they're saying, how can I repent you, right? You can say, oh, uh, sh- I don't know, get me back later, right? and basically law of surprise is get me back later but like with <laughs> oh, but like uh-huh. but like with whatever it is, like with what you have in the future that you don't know you have yet right so whether it's if you are if you all of a sudden become really successful and say like your crops start growing really intensely be like just give me a shit ton of those crops or like give me that land or whatever right um in this in these circumstances twice over it was uh shit give me give me your fucking baby she's <laughs> prayers. right is that is that
2: seem- yeah no you get you got it, you got it basically right, yeah, it's this idea of like whenever you return home, that which you have which you did not know you had already uh right. will be mine not through greed, it is now ordained by destiny. there are just these certain rules that bind this universe these like yeah, yeah. i i describe them as romantic not in the like uh, you know person to person love, love but
1: romantic is in the art style
2: yeah romantic as in like the larger Heroes ideas that we and... cannot imagine exactly exactly yeah
1: the, uh, the, the entire idea speaking of going back to what caleb was saying the, the entire idea of like a lone hero is romanticism
2: exactly yes romance in that illustrative way Mm -hmm. not in in the uh romantic love quote-unquote but these like romantic ideas of like there are these larger destiny forces and you can attempt to push back against them but it it is always bad to try and push back against destiny it's gonna happen no matter what um and and uh, chosen whether or not through your own action you um this is now a part of your life and a part of who you are, these destinic forces. Um, And it's what guided uh, Urchin to... Uh, Pavetta, oh, and it's what Duty. will eventually guide Ciri and Geralt together. Like, spoilers for The Witcher. These characters what? are gonna come together.
1: I mean, it, it's in the first episode. It's literally spelled out yeah, for you. Yeah, they say, uh, go
2: find Geralt,
1: and this is why. It is, go find Geralt, it is your <laughs> destiny. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, and this so is the explanation of that destiny.
1: I think for me, the only question I was left with yes. um, was did, that, d- did we get the story of how Dooney got cursed. Uh no. And it's not No, so we don't so we don't know how Dooney got cursed, we just know that the fulfillment of a destiny was enough to reverse whatever curse he previously had.
2: Exactly. Was was got enough it. to yeah. um annul this. It unfolds a little differently in the story and in the TV show, but essentially like the weight has been lifted off of you. Um like the resistance of destiny with Pavetta up till this point is kind of implied to be what turned him into a, a, a porcupine it's like truly so they're
1: implying that their their um, forbidden love is what cursed him is
2: what cursed exactly like it's it's that uh-huh. aspect of it and now he is uncursed and handsome and free uh and and that that can uh continue to to be
1: gotcha i that does seem a bit vague i kind of want to believe that there is some other story that goes on in the background just to my knowledge, there isn't. But <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's a bummer. I don't want to say up like, for disappointment. I mean, it's I, also it's like you know who knows what's truly canon. It's implied, but it's not like spelled out. Um, but like the idea of like so many of these monsters we see like if, oh well, they're cursed and we like know how they were cursed. Like there's a pr- cursing someone takes time. It's a process. You have to do things to curse someone. So I was so I I'm, I'm, i i I'd like to think that there's an entire world and story about Dooney.
2: Oh, as, yeah. I mean, all of these... I mean, uh, uh, Dooney's not gone. You know, don't forget about Dooney. Um, Sick. Okay, got it. Yeah, and uh, 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 all of these elements are going to come back into play in, in some way, and it's just the slow way I'm that this so universe <laughs> seeds itself. It's like, oh, in this episode, we're introduced to... Uh, lightly to Skellige, which is like this universe's Viking slash Scottish <laughs> group of people. You know, where uh, where these slow ways that this is all seeded out, and all of this eventually grows in a really like satisfactory way that makes this world feel uh, full. Uh, they uh, one aspect of adaptation that they did kind of like chuck with a little bit is that mausak is technically a druid. Um, He's not like a wizard.
1: What is a druid?
2: A druid. So, you know, like how in D&D, there's like eight different kinds of wizard you can be. Uh, Mm -hmm. Druid is the one that's connected to like the natural world. So like Mausak has a magic wand with a rat skull at the end of it. Like he's one of those guys. Um, Mm. He he uses (laughs) like kind of pagan approaches to magic. And in this, they just made him like a very handsome man, which like, hey, no, no sweat to you. I understand uh yeah i get it it's just it's 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 an aspect that they that they adapted i get they thought he would be a little off-putting and like okay i get it uh yeah
1: I, mean, I think i mean yeah i get what you're saying i think it also makes sense though hearing the way that he's uh portrayed in the in the stories in the books uh playing with the theme of like who are the real monsters you know people that are scary looking aren't necessarily scary people
2: exactly who are the real mo- like we talked about it in the first episode but like the kikimora seems like what we would think of as a monster and if you play the fucking witcher 3 you'll kill 400 of them but all, but it's, and by just, the way, that's, it's basically that's the just I like a bear play, right? yeah get the third one uh you can probably get it and it's two like massive dlc packs for like 15 bucks that's what i got it for like you can it's like 150 hours if you want it to be uh, oh,
1: it's fuck me. Okay. If you
2: want it to be, or you could do a streamlined version and not. Just do what. My advice to you when you tackle these like big games, like The Witcher mm-hmm. or Spider Man, just do what seems interesting. Just if if something doesn't seem interesting, just don't do it. There's no need to. Uh, do the do the interesting like story things that catch your eye. You know what I mean.
1: Is there not just like one storyline?
2: there so like in the witcher 3 the video game there is a main story like this is the main through line that will advance the plot and then there are Mm -hmm. several big like meaty side stories of um
1: which which to to tie back to the only game i'm familiar with at this point batman there are none in batman not really no
2: uh, the there yeah, are like, there's dis- like
1: Easter eggs of like the Riddler stuff that you can the like Riddler trophies and, and find, the riddles
2: but- that uh, are like ah oh, let me get a character dossier for the Penguin because I took a picture of his umbrella in Arkham Asylum, uh and there are things like that in The Witcher Three, um uh, and then there are. Minor side quest that's like, hey, go kill this monster. And then there's like meteor side quest, which is like, help the sorcerers get out of this city that is about to persecute all sorcerers and burn them at the stake, uh, or or any of these these uh, larger stories. But I would I would honestly hold off on. How buying do you know Witcher which 3. ones are? It, it some, sometimes it's obvious where it's like they label it like contract, and if you get a contract and it says contract monster name. Basically all you're going to do is go find and kill a big monster. Um but if a main story character is like, "Hey, can I talk to you uh later? Come you're see like, me I'm in my cabin." You gotcha. you can go do that and it'll be it gotcha. the game is pretty good at intuiting to you what is like interesting story stuff or like a fun side adventure or what is go kill a monster for some gold and, and uh, all right. that stuff is good. <laughs> I would maybe hold off on it for a little bit, ju- at least until you're, like, done with this season of the show because the game oh, takes yeah. place after the books, so there will be many spoilers. Uh, just, just fair warning. Oh, okay,
1: there. so there's stuff I need to know. Gotcha, okay. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to do the video game. I mean, I also have Lots two of more Batman and Spider-Man and uh, just Bioshock and... Uh, just a million and just a bunch of tony hawk pro skater one and two to play so
2: yeah so oh hell yeah uh so i know the
1: remaster is gorgeous yeah they say oh, it. people so say cool. it's
2: fun as hell uh i haven't i haven't played it yet but i am
1: excited to uh eventually if you ever loved that was the only video game that i ever played and it, it's you know it's not like a storyline game it's like you've unlocked this course like beat your high score and like do these fun challenges but like Oh, man, that was, like, the only game I ever really played, and it was at my neighbor's house because she had a Nintendo 64 and, like, the old cartridge uh, with the first Tony Hawk Crow Skater, and it was just, like, I, it, I was just in it. I'm obsessed with the game. It is shitloads of fun. So much fun.
2: Hell Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Uh It sounds good. Uh, We—I uh, don't know—we haven't talked about uh, much of the Yennefer story here, besides the assassin being cool. Uh, but this is like <laughs> the episode of oh, you got what you, what you thought you wanted, and uh, it, it turned out yeah. to not be everything that it was baked up to be. Um, and uh, that's that's basically what we're what we're getting at here. There wasn't
1: too much to the story at this point. It was no. mostly just like, look at how far she's come. Yes. Um, but it's not all it seems. And I can tell that it's setting up for something else. Right. But I have no idea what that is. This
2: season does something that sounds annoying to me and is, like, essentially an origin story for, like, uh, Yennefer and Siri and, like, how does Geralt intersect with both of their lives. Uh, again, spoilers, these characters meet at some point. But um, it, <laughs> it sounds annoying, but they make each contained episode interesting And tells a mini story so you don't feel like you're just fucking waiting for, like, I really like Daredevil season one, for instance. But I'm also like, god damn, just put him in the suit. Like, it's been 13 hours. Just put him in the thing. (laughs) It's a TV show. At the end of episode one, he should be calling himself Daredevil. You can do exactly the same show after that, but he's Daredevil now. That's all I want.
1: Right. (laughs) That just a
2: little uh, something that annoyed me.
1: I do need to finish Daredevil because I did really enjoy that show.
2: Yeah. I just, uh, I fell off. I got busy. I started working at a comic book store and I was like, I need things that are not
1: superheroes that are not enter superheroes my right.
2: my brain. Yet. I need something else. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I've been like away from it enough. I've been reading my little comics and now I'm like, oh, I actually want to watch a superhero oh, show where, shows. oh, yeah. witch makes herself into a fifties housewife. I do want to watch that actually.
1: I'm so excited. Oh my God. Oh my God. I've been watching so much bad superhero TV. Shouts out <laughs> Arrowverse. That I cannot wait to do good stuff. Oh my god, I'm so stoked.
2: You got him again. Yeah, we're recording this like three days before that comes out. Just so the audience... It'll come just, out after it's already out.
1: Just be aware. It's gonna be the released the time you hear this, but... Exactly. Woo, are we excited?
2: Yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, I am I am uh, anticipating uh, to watch it. Because that seems like exactly my shit. See, okay, I, Tom King Vision, Elizabeth Olsen Scarlet Witch... Catherine Hahn. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, great. Got it. Let's
1: freaking go. We're going to (laughs) get Monica Rambeau.
2: Cinnamon. And it's Tiona Paris, who, like, since (laughs) Chirac, I've been fucking, like, waiting. I'm like, when is Hollywood going to take Tiona Paris and turn her into a superstar? And it feels like they're finally going to. So good for them.
1: Very exciting stuff.
2: Good for them. And I think Nia DaCosta is doing Captain Marvel, too. And that's exciting. She's good at making things. There's so
1: much
0: stuff happening. There's so a lot
2: much going on. Uh, in this great wide world of ours and in the great wide world of The Witcher. Uh, but uh, we will we will uh, cut things off here uh, and wait for... <laughs> cut it out like a uterus. And uh, you, Oh, my God. How, no. And move no. on before, <laughs> for next week. Uh, let's see. A uh, little uh, pluggy plug. Anyway, I'm TV's Kevin Lanigan on the stuff. Most of the time, I'm just making... Angry political jokes now. So you have that. <laughs> now to look you forward to if you are. Um, I've been doing it before, but now it's like 100% of what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and uh, and Greendale 3 is us, mostly community memes with some light Witcher memes uh, that are also uh, political. Um, and uh, <laughs> I have a story about that after we stop recording, but I'm not going to put it on the record. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, I, I bitch about Netflix so much. That it feels like when they actually make something I enjoyed, it's time for me to like talk about it. Uh, You're watching The Witcher on that platform. And I just watched a great uh, documentary series called Pretend It's a City. And it's the hardest I've laughed in a long time. Um, It's... uh, it's, Forgive me, it's Martin Scorsese. uh, And he made a (laughs) seven-episode documentary series about Fran Lebowitz the writer and cultural critic and they've they're long long friends and if you've you
1: just been watching Scorsese documentaries
2: apparently I want a real Scorsese kick and I regret nothing he makes really yeah. good things that I like watch. I've heard
1: I've heard he um, makes a good movie he makes a good movie
2: uh and uh, but it also like just came out this week and I was like oh great and I was like oh it's a series I'm gonna watch like a whole series and then we watched it No problem this weekend, which I normally do not do. It's just very funny and engaging. And if you stacked Fran Lebowitz and Martin Scorsese on top of each other and put them in a trench coat, they could almost get a ticket to an R-rated movie. (laughs) They're very short is what what I'm trying to get at here.
1: Oh, my God. But it's
2: fucking hysterical. I laughed so hard. And it's been a while since I've laughed, like, real... A deep belly laughs uh, so that was that was uh good to see so anyway, that's my recommendation for the week
1: i love that i don't have anything to pitch in at this point i have um been just uh, <laughs> i
2: don't know how much batman of, like, arkham Gemini asylum is, play it
1: is literally the only <laughs> thing i've been doing just because like i finally have a gaming system that's not like pac-man or, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> so like it's, uh, I'm, I'm in, I'm, this is a turning point for me. I literally, this is like a life altering moment. I've been craving like interacting with other beings, whether or not they're real beings. It doesn't <laughs> even matter apparently at this point. Um, and like having, a, like doing things where I can see that I've just, I'm, I'm enjoying Batman is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Um,
2: calling up my that's friend it. Oracle, that's all asking her to send me new equipment. My friend Oracle, uh, My friend,
1: or... I love that they're, like, in an... That's the other thing that I love. That I love that they chime in. They're like, not only do you... are You're already supposed to know who Batman is. You're already supposed to know the backstory of Oracle. And the fact that her dad is Jim Gordon. And yeah. that she used to be Batgirl. It's just, like, all of that is just... Oh, I... I Made me very happy.
2: <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, we will be back uh, next week with a lot, a lot of... Uh, Geralt, Yennefer, and Yaskier, uh, and even more. <laughs> nothing from Siri. Uh, we we oh. did not fucking mention her like all episode because she's I she's barely in
1: it. She's barely in either of these episodes. She those, like the, pops the, up. The, the well, fucking, we get her backstory. We don't get her. The woods
2: is not interesting to me. And thankfully it's She like, walked
1: into the woods, and nothing has happened so far. She yeah, walked into the woods, drank the liquid, and she goes, oh, and then there's a tree that's like, what are you doing here? And then yeah,
2: cut. They're just waiting for these characters to intersect. I know why we have to keep seeing her, and it's not, it's not long. It doesn't, like, take up a ton of time, but it is also not interesting.
1: <laughs> I think it... I actually disagree in that. I think it does a decent... Uh, benefit to us for the pacing. I think it gives you some time to kind of take a little reprieve from like these very complex developments and political structures. And then you just get like a little bit of like, and now this is you. You're lost, so is Siri. And you're like, got it. Okay, cool. I think it's pacing wise, it's pretty cool. And now we've talked about Siri.
2: So. And that, there we go. We did it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, very big uh, Geralt, Yasky, or Yenna for episodes next week. Uh, but until then. Speak normal.
1: I forgot that's what
2: you're doing. The sign off is terrible. It's no, there's not, it's not a good one. I don't want to say toss a coin, dear Richard. I don't want to. no.
1: That's 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 too a, easy. A little bit of a little bit of corn with a side of cheese. Yeah. Talk normal.
0: Talk normal. was splendid then he died the day he planned to go and spent it shouting live while you're alive no one will survive life is sorrow here today and gone tomorrow live while you're alive no one will survive there's no guarantee hope for the best expect the worst